Hi, welcome to Unpitchable, a podcast about three ordinary friends coming together to do extraordinary movie plots to fake movie sequels. I'm Nick Kage. I'm Tim Catania. I'm David Johnson. So, fellas, what's on your minds? So, I played The Division. Yeah, I got to play some of that. Tell me about Beta. it. Beta. It comes out, I think, like next week or the week after. It's out soon, like two weeks. Well, when people listen to this, it'll probably be. Well, yeah, it'll actually probably be out by the time this airs. So I played it with with a buddy. Uh, We were in party chat most of the time, so I didn't quite catch all the exposition. But from what I can gather, um, there's some sort of biological sort of attack or something um, on New York. And a section of that has been quarantined and deemed like livable. And then there's dark zones where there's the infection is still rampant. Yeah. And there's looters, rioters kind of stuff going on. Um, and you basically play as uh, you can team up with other players. Um, you, you're like an agent, and you're going out trying to basically restore some sort of civilization order. Yeah. and order. Um, and you can venture out into these dark zones, and they're kind of like a player versus player area where you can you can get better gear like for the game. Oh, that's yeah. Cool. And um, you have to like you have to extract it. You can't just get it and use it. Then you have to extract it so it can be cleaned because so, it's in, it's contaminated. Okay. Yeah. And um, so my understanding is that you could play this game single player if you yeah. wanted to, but it's meant to be played like party up with a few of your friends and yeah, attack you know do these missions in the city inside the safe zone or whatever, and uh, then you can venture the dark zone. Dark zone is that right? Mm-hmm. The dark zone um, and hunt for weapons and hunt down rogue yeah uh, there's players. there's like npcs like like you know mm-hmm. um ai stuff people that you can hunt down and like groups of people and you get loot from them there's loot containers um distributed around that are like on different timers like you can't just spawn in go find one extract it and then go back to it, open it again like there's going to be a timer before you can open that one again that's um, interesting and uh the coolest thing about the dark zone is you can attack other players and take their loot yeah, so basically, cool. you. I, my understanding, I didn't actually get to play some of the multiplayer stuff. I, I didn't have as much time as I wanted to with it, but my understanding is you call in a helicopter to come get your loot, and everyone knows it's there. So it's they could say, zones. they could say, hey, take my loot too on the helicopter, is my understanding. Yeah, so or, there's like six spaces. Yeah, or they could try to kill you and take your loot and then extract it themselves. That's interesting. So too. it ends up being like the standoff. It's real tense. Like, I, I was like, oh, like they try to pitch it. I'm sorry to cut you off. You're fine. They, they try to pitch it like the people that made the game. It's like, oh, it's this really tense thing. And you always are like, you're sure. hyping it up. Sure. Yeah. We played it. It's definitely like the whole time you like, you're wait Because look, a minute or two minute timer for the helicopter to come in. Once so everyone fall. knows it's coming. Yeah. Like and then you're everyone, just waiting to see who's going to yeah, attack everyone, you, right? No matter where you yeah. are, you hear it. Like extraction has been called in and blah, blah, blah. And then you can just pull up the map and see, oh, someone called one in here. We could run here if we need to extract or run here and take their can stuff. Can you team up with people to kill someone and take their loot? Yeah. Yes. Okay. So, so there's proximity based chat, is my understanding. So you could yeah, be uh, if you're not walking around solo and say, hey, you friendly or whatever, and work together. Yeah. Or, hey, you friendly, and then shoot them when they're not looking. <laughs> yeah. Which, so. when you sh- there is a penalty, though. So yes. if you shoot somebody, I don't know what the term is for rogue. Rogue. Okay. You shoot somebody, you go rogue. And that, that basically enables any player, Anyone close no matter what. To you, they don't get penalized for shooting. Rogue. Yeah, they they get actually more experience. I believe, yeah, for, for killing you. What are until you your timer turns off. Xbox. Okay. Yeah, I played on PC. I think it's coming out across. I think it's PS4 too. I think it's coming out. Yeah. Okay. 
Um, did you play that game Collapse that I was? That I did. I, okay, it was interesting. Does that actually tie into it, or is that just? Like... It looks like it's just like a, a build up, like okay. hey, get hyped, like okay. it runs through. It looks like it runs through how the world got affected. Okay, yeah, that was cool. I liked um, that. That was cool. Uh, yeah, so it's real fun. Like we called in a bunch of stuff at the beginning mm-hmm. for extractions, and then it just turns into us like aiming down our sights, watching everyone, and feels very standoffish, like like a okay corral kind of situation. Um, well, because you, you know, if you if you decide okay, I'm going to shoot this team, and you lose, they can get your stuff. Yeah, they can. That's that's the that, so it's a risk. From what I understand, I'm not positive. I think there's also like if you get taken down before your stuff gets successfully extracted, you don't get it. Even yeah. if you've already tied it on, you've got to still stay alive. But that extraction is only like 30 seconds. So you could basically just extract and then just book it and yeah. probably make it. Because so you really, don't have to be near the extraction zone once you've tied it on. So I don't, I don't know how you know this speaks to the quality of the game as a whole because it's the beta. I mean, you haven't seen any you know reviews of the full game, but it's really cool. Yeah, it's definitely. Uh, it seems really, really, really uh promising and the cover system is really good um yeah it's very um did you play gears of war yes i love gears you know you just snap to cover yep. yeah gears yeah, of war kind of like defined that. the cover shooter for a it long did. time this i think is going to change things up a little bit just uh how easy it is to pick cover run to it then go to the next cover because then you really i mean sure you're a bullet sponge the whole time you can get shot you yeah. know a ton but uh you're, st- you're still supposed to like pop up and shoot and then hide and it's fun. Flank, and it's it's really cool, and they do a really good job of uh, the UI. Some people thought it was overwhelming. I thought it was really well done. It's done well. It just, it can be, they don't, I had a mouse, right now, so it may start, have been different for me. I just feel like they didn't do a, a good job of, like, explaining everything that's on your screen. Yeah. But that was the best. And I kept having They'll the thing that, saying, that like, power-up available, and it, you couldn't get it in yeah, the beta. they had some stuff locked out a little annoying. Um, the last thing I kind of want to say is... Uh, that was interesting about the dark zone is we played two different nights. The first night we just kind of got our feet wet. The second night we actually partied out with two other guys or three other guys um, that uh, my buddy knew and we were rolling through and we hadn't really decided if we were just going to try and just be rogues the whole time or not. And we ran up to an extraction point and there was a team of like six rogues just like waiting, like, just holding off an extraction point, like no, you just can't come up here ever, and it was the funniest thing. Like, it, was, it was really interesting to be like, oh, okay, so that's how that could also go. People could just that's decide really cool. we're going to be perpetually be rogues. That's awesome. So that was kind of cool. yeah, it's it's really cool. If uh, if you have a system to play it on, um, it might be something worth checking out. Yep, I was super impressed by it. That's kind of what I did. Yeah, what have you done? Uh, so this week, like, and the only thing that sticks out to me is there's this article that showed up in the news. Okay. Um. And like I realize, like most of us are really young for this, but like, do you remember like the John Bonet Ramsey scandal? Yep. Like, the, like they claim nobody knows who the killer is still, right? And so like it was this Stephen little girl, it was Stephen Stephen Cole Case Cameron, <laughs> Cole Case Cameron knows who it yeah, is. But, um, Edward Wayne Edwards or yeah. whatever his name was. Yeah, right. Oh my gosh! The so, same time Wayne is a middle name, you're gonna be a killer. That's a rule. <laughs> yeah. So, oh yeah. So all right. So John Bonet Ramsey is like this little pageant girl. She ends up dead in her bedroom. Long story short, like. Nobody knows who the murderer is. Right. Um, so this theory comes out off this YouTube guy. I think his name is Jungle Surfer. Okay. Um, well, you which don't tells really you just how legit. have to look it up because it's garbage. Yeah. But, but it was just really funny because they, they're insisting that Katy Perry, the singer, is John Benet Ramsey. And their entire backstory on why is one that, they're, that she's the same age, which, because, you know, there's not that 
many people yeah. who have the same age. In I don't America. think that's even actually true. Um, two, they have the same eyebrows. Like that's it. that's it. <laughs> that's, that's it. That's it. I read an article and legitimately said that. So I bl- I bl- okay. Um, I, that, that's that's all he has. They do look similar I'm fascinated when by you cross the images over. Real dumb theories. But people look alike. That's just a thing. Yeah. You know. You know. Um, I saw that and I was, I was, I was, it was one of those things like, oh, clickbait. I have to know. <laughs> yeah. Like, I gotta, know, I gotta how, know how crazy this gets or how, like, interesting it actually yeah, is. Yeah. It ended up being fruitful ish because it was like, <laughs> oh, well, this okay. is crazy, but it was kind of yeah. fun. To I can read. see the leaps that you took. Um, but. Yeah, yeah it's, it's craziness. Um, what about you, Tim? What do you got? So I finished, uh, I talked about Firewatch like two episodes ago. Yeah. And I finished it, and I don't want to spend too much time on it, but it's really cool. Cool. Um, it's, it's like I said, definitely adult content-wise, just from the language they use, but really. Yeah. But, so just, you know, heads up there. But the story was really interesting. Uh, it took some twists and turns that were very unexpected. And they presented it in such a way that, because uh, I can't talk about it at all. I don't want to ruin it. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. But they presented this story in such a way that uh, you feel you feel a lot of agency for the character. You you feel very connected to what's going on. Um, and I really want to say something about it, but I can't. Uh, just I would I would recommend it if you're into that kind of game, very story driven solo, only a couple of hours. Um, well worth the twenty dollars. Yeah, um, I want to pick it up for sure. I would, I would definitely recommend it. And and again, like I said, content warning if you're, if you know, but if you don't like bad language, don't listen. Yeah, basically. Yeah. Uh, I also watched Mission Impossible: Rogue Nation. Was that good? Yeah, it's pretty good. I want to Did I that. tell you guys I've never seen any of the Mission Impossibles? Are you, you're being serious. Never. Don't watch one. Uh, it's not it's bad. Okay. It's just fine. I it's think I told you. Old. Did I tell you guys this? I know. Okay. You could skip two entirely. I was gonna say because yeah, you know we great. always talk about like David never saw Cool Runnings and I can't remember what it was that Tim said he didn't see that we were all annoyed with. Was it Batman two that you tried to claim you didn't see even though you gave us plot details? Yeah. I don't remember. Is that the one where they roller skate? Nope. <laughs> no, not. they ice skate in Batman and Robin. Okay, never mind. Um, I haven't so you seen. Actually, it. never seen them. I've oh. honestly never seen a Mission Impossible. Really? Movie. Watch I, one. Well, so like by the time I really cared, good. I was gonna say by the time Three's I really good. cared, yeah. like truly, really cared about like that type of movies, like Born Identity had already come out. That was and everybody was Those like, are real good. Yeah, so don't go into this expecting Born Identity. It's <laughs> not. Good. Yeah, it's not as good, but it it's is fun. fun to watch. Real it really fun. is. It's like every plan they make goes terribly wrong, and it's it's just it's kind of Ocean's Eleven ish in that way that. They have this plot, and it's like the perfect plan, and then they have to respond to what goes wrong. And it's really interesting. Yeah. It's a really good like uh, movie. And he does a lot of stunts that you wouldn't expect Tom Cruise to do. Like he, I know he everybody, does everybody yes, I yeah. know hates Tom Cruise, but I just think he's so good at what he does. Like, he is I don't, good. I don't, like, I don't know if he's hey, a good person. I don't know well, if he's a good husband or a good dad, but like, I like his movies. So. Well, so, you know, I think there is some something to be said for being good at a craft, whether or not you're a dirtbag. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, if, you can, if you're a good actor, you're a good actor. It's, right. it's, you know, you can still respect their work and not necessarily the person. Like Kevin James. Basically. Yeah. Oh, no, that's an apology <laughs> section waiting to happen. Like, Kevin yeah. James, I'm sorry. <laughs> um, but uh, no, him and Edge of Tomorrow. He, was, I thought he was. Oh great my gosh, yeah, Edge, Edge of Tomorrow was so good. You lived, I repeat. Which it should have been the title. It would have been better. Oblivion had just come out just before that. Yeah, it well, it could have been similar. a Nicholas Sparks book for all we know. Like Edge of Tomorrow means nothing, right? But Live Die Repeat gives you the pretty much the whole plot of that film. Yep. And I was super impressed by that film. It's a good movie. Uh, I, I went is, in expecting nothing. 
high up on my list of my favorite scene in that movie is when he gets crushed by that vehicle yeah well it's pretty good when that uh, the whole thing is like if you don't like tom cruise well here's a movie where he dies every 30 seconds so but no it's i i love the concept of that film it was really really interesting um i i went into that film not sure what to think it had a good critical review yeah it wasn't doing well in the box office i think part of the problem was i think transformers 3 come out right when it came out uh because I had to convince some people not to go see that to go see Edge of Tomorrow with me, and they didn't. They were very like, "Why?" Uh, I was like, "Please, please, let's go see this." Yeah. Uh, no, we actually threw a bachelor party for my brother-in-law, and I said, "Yeah, we're gonna go see Edge of Tomorrow." And they're like, "What about Transformers 3? I was like, "We're gonna go see Edge of Tomorrow." Um, <laughs> we went saw it, and everyone's mind was blown. So I guess it worked out. But no, Tom Cruise is a good actor, and so you should give you should at least give the first one a look. Um, Just be prepared. It's it was made like I promise you, like early 90s it's got some good actors in it though no it does it's just like i remember watching it, i was like just quality wise like when i watched it like film quality visually you, wise you it was need like, to watch oh, it man. for the tropes alone this is okay. old because it really invented some yeah. stuff that people but i was like you know because i don't mind i don't mind old movies like i still find myself watching like 80s and 90s movies quite a bit even though like because there's this theory and i can't remember who came out with it but like there's this theory that every single 80s and 90s, any movie before 2000, essentially, any problem in it could be solved with cell phones. <laughs> so, like, that's yeah, like, yeah. when you go watch all these, like, crazy movies, like, most of their problems could be solved if there was a cell phone around. And so... <laughs> that's funny. Just, I never thought about that. So, no, you, so, yeah, but from, a, like, a strictly just movie buff, I know you like movies, you should watch it. Because the whole repelling from the ceiling thing. And, I remember uh, that. No. I mean, like, you know probably the tropes of the movie because they've been in so many other movies. You've probably seen half the movie just by watching other movies, for real. That's mm-hmm. probably true. Um, so I'd be interested to see what you think watching it, knowing, you know, a lot of the base plot of it. Yeah. Uh, who wants to go first? I think I'm up. Movie Let's time. Let's go to it. All right, guys. Get your vetoes ready. <laughs> I'm ready. Okay. This is... um. A mashup of two movies. I don't even have to say the two because they're in the title. The Rundown 2, National Treasure 3, Bring Ben Home. <laughs> Bring Ben Home. <laughs> All right. Uh, you know what? I like it. I like what, it too. What, I'll, I'll, you can veto it after I get into the initial yeah, go plot. This is what I've pitch got. Me something. All right. We know the Rundown. It's The Rock. He's mm-hmm. a bounty hunter. They eat those berries or whatever. Yes. Um... <laughs> And then we know National Treasure, it's Nicolas Cage. He's obsessed with history and conspiracy theories involving history and treasure hunts. And bring Ben home. Um, I know that's kind of a ripoff of the Martians tagline, bring him home. Uh, What I was thinking is that uh, they're racing each other. The Rock has formed, it's it's got Sean William Scott. He's coming back because why not? Yeah, why not? Um, They're racing... Nicholas Cage and his team uh, to find out that because uh, they found out that Ben Franklin uh, discovered the Fountain of Youth and is is still alive. Okay. And they they gotta go. They gotta he has to come fight <laughs> in the presidential <laughs> fight club. He's gotta authenticate. <laughs> wait, the, wait, uh, wait. Ben Franklin was Ben Franklin the president? It doesn't matter. He's basically a president. No, no, no. You don't understand. (laughs) Anyone can run. But he has the ultimate secrets to the the whole Freemasons. Yeah, he can bring back all the other presidents. Yeah, he can crack crack all the codes. I I love this. I always thought the National Treasure Three would be like 
Nicholas Cage's hunt to find the like most valuable treasure of all himself. His, his Superman, <laughs> yeah. one. his super, his like Superman dumb. movie, his Superman <laughs> yeah, movie. Yeah. Um, Woof. So that's kind of all I got. You guys got some direction. That's I, I, I got the initial plot. So you, you know what? Semantics. You could do so much with this. I know. So I imagine that um, I don't remember the character's name from National Treasure because no one cares. No one Let's does. just say his name's Scott. Okay. Um, it's not. <laughs> I actually had seen one recently, and I know it's not Scott. I think it might actually be Ben, so I had a moment there. It is Ben, um, for sure. So, so Nicolas Cage is going to take the approach of like solving all these puzzles, mm-hmm. but The Rock is going to use all of his muscle. Muscle. Okay. Yeah. He's he's smart, probably, but he's also going to use all his muscles. Cool. So like, yeah. Nicolas Cage is like, this is the brick in the wall we got to pull out to find the secret, and The Rock is just punching down the wall. <laughs> and he's like, I'm gonna... <laughs> I found a map that leads under <laughs> leads under the White House. We have to go. <laughs> Rock's just stomping. Stomp. Like, I'm gonna get there before you. Just jumping up and down. <laughs> he jumps like the Hulk from place to place. <laughs> um, so I imagine you know there's a lot of antics where it's like you know he's actually solving these puzzles and the Rock is just destroying people and and, and holding people up uh, with his scary amount of muscle <laughs> yeah. to uh, right. get what he needs to see. Yeah, I like this. Um, um so okay, I. They gotta get how so Ben Franklin. We just said he discovered. Where's the fountain of youth? Well, is it in is it in the United States? It's in Detroit. It's in Florida. In Florida. (laughs) Wait a second. I mean, like theoretically, Ponce de Leon discovered Florida, and he thought he had discovered the fountain of youth. I thought that you were making a joke that that's why old old people moved to Florida so they could hunt for the fountain of youth, which is also (laughs) the premise for my new novel. And I don't need anyone to take that. I just sent myself a stamp, um, time stamped envelope with that plot, so it's now copyright to me. No, uh, I think you're confused with cocoon. That's so true. (laughs) All right. (laughs) Um, But no, uh, so they're they're going to Florida. No one wants to actually go to Florida. Florida is real bad. Can I just interrupt this entire podcast to remind you guys that there is a Twitter account out there called Florida Man, and you should look it up. Florida Man's pretty great. I think that Florida Man is just uh, all of the news articles yeah. that caught that were caused by this movie. Florida man uh, just stomped his way through Main Street and is now in the sewers. Jumps like the Hulk and destroys downtown. Uh, So, so they're in Miami, obviously, looking for the fountain of youth. Of course, it's Miami. And Will Smith's Miami place. Don't worry. Didn't Too Fast, Too Furious take place there? What doesn't take place in Miami? That's a really good point. Burn Notice takes place in Miami. Yeah. I think that maybe that guy makes an appearance. Sure. And The Rock punches him to death. Okay. He's like, like when you're a spy, sometimes you gotta. And then he just gets punched in his monologue. And then you're like, oh, he's dead. That's that's his neck. (laughs) (laughs) And then it's just, um, oh man, what's his name? Sam. Sam is, just, Sam is just like, ah, no. <laughs> I gotta go shoot another show. <laughs> that was a good impression. <laughs> just kidding. That was no, terrible. Was that? Um, so, all right. So, they're, they're looking for Ben Franklin. So, they're in Miami. You know, the n- normal tropes of Miami. Yep. The nightlife. Whatever. Humans. Um, I guess. <laughs> so, they're in Miami. And they're, you know, seeing all the tropes of the nightlife and whatever. So what? So, what are they doing? What is the... You know, he always has to go into some historical building. It doesn't have to necessarily be historical. He, maybe I was gonna say, what if he just goes into like public yeah. records? And he's like, like, "Hey, or can like I get back to the Fountain of Youth, please?" And they're like, <laughs> "You know, uh, those those requests take seven days." And he's like, "Darn, 
And then the rock just busts through. He runs through it like the Hulk in uh, the Avengers and just tears through the wall and grabs the map and runs away. He's like, what's horn? He just runs it. I want to start eating paper until I eat the map. <laughs> Tell me when I stop so I don't <laughs> eat the map. Do you, remember, do you remember in X-Men The Last Stand? Kitty Pride is like running through walls. Yeah, and yeah that's exactly what I'm imagining. What's the guy running through? Juggernaut. Juggernaut. It's like just bashing through walls. That's what I want. That, I I mean, you yeah. just define the scene that I always want to see in Except movies. for The Rock accidentally steps on a secretary and kills her. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, it's, it's not Kitty Pride because she hits a wall and she can't zap through it so she gets run over. Uh, yeah, it's totally different. Okay, so they get this map, right? Right. And they've got to go find this fountain of youth. Well, so, you, you know where the fountain's going to be, right? Where? In Florida. In Disney World. Oh my it's gosh, it World. makes so much sense. <laughs> I mean, Walt Disney's still alive, right? I don't think so. Yeah, he is, Nick. Okay. You don't sure. know anything. His frozen head in the fountain. He's controlling everything. <laughs> <laughs> no, so, uh, yeah, I, I envision this going to Disney World. Okay. Um, And there's going to be some... Gotta be some hilarious hijinks where uh, the rock. Can we do like a really fast, like sped up montage playing the Yakety Sax music over it? Yes. Uh, with uh, them like riding rides together and chasing each other like a Scooby Doo scene. Oh yeah. Except for the rock catches Nicolas Cage immediately because Nicolas Cage can't run. Have you ever seen him run? <laughs> well, his wig slows well, him I was going to say his hair, his hair, which is definitely combed over his exposed brain. If you're wondering, <laughs> um, it's the only way that hair style makes sense. Uh, it slows them down. Yeah. No, so they're they're at Disney World, and you know they're they're having to. Where Disney is the Fountain of Youth? I'm curious. Where you? Uh, it's the Popeye. Right? Wait, 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 wait. Can I jump? The Disney Universal. I, I want to jump in. So they're in Disney World. Like yeah. I like that idea, but I just want to add something before we move forward. So go. Um, I feel like it's kind of like a, a setup from Beverly Hills Cop Three, where he's under um, the amusement park, mm-hmm. and he's trying to find what he needs at the amusement park there. And I just want to shoot that scene, scene for scene, but instead of, instead of The Rock and Nicolas Cage, or instead of Eddie Murphy, it's just The Rock and Nicolas Cage. Okay. And both of their heads have been edited onto Eddie Murphy's body. (laughs) (laughs) I'm confused. We're not shooting it shot for shot, we're just very badly mirroring the same scene. So it looks like there's two people running down this hallway. (laughs) Um, so So they're there, and they're... Like where, where though? Where's the Fountain of Youth? They may go underground, but it's, is it? It's, it's a small the, world. Epcot Center. Oh. Oh, it has to be. It's a small world. It's the only way. Okay. Because because the Rock is too afraid to go in. Okay. It's his only weakness. I could yell at that. He he also plays Dwayne Johnson in this film, right? Yeah. It's just himself. Yeah. Uh, he shouldn't even be on the set. They're like seriously. <clears throat> if we could stop him, he wouldn't be in this movie. Can we just establish first that they thought originally the Fountain of Youth was in the Animal Kingdom, so the Rock can fight a gorilla? Yeah. Because I need the rock. <laughs> An gorilla. animatronic gorilla? <laughs> nope. No. The Animal Kingdom, there's real gorillas. Really? Yeah, there's like a whole safari. There has to be real gorillas. I know yeah, there's, there's a lot of animatronics. I didn't know there was real stuff. I, I've only been one, so I don't remember. You can go on like a real safari and That's like cool. see real live animals. I don't know if there's actually gorillas because I feel like they would just run up and flip Flip the your truck. car. So, probably not gorillas. Yeah, that's probably not gorillas. There's definitely there's elephants, probably giraffes though. or something. Yeah, there are. Yeah. Um, so maybe he fights a giraffe and he just... He can find an animatronic gorilla from uh, Tarzan. There's probably a Tarzan ride out there. Yeah. Or like just an animatronic gorilla, because I'm sure there are some. <laughs> I'm almost 100% certain on the ride there's an animatronic gorilla. So he's terrified of it's a small world. Yeah. Well, I mean, he as a kid, he accidentally watched Chucky, and he shouldn't have. And so he can't go into it's a small world because it's terrifying. 
And Nicolas Cage <laughs> is going to definitely trap him somewhere in this ride. Because he still goes in, but he's just like, ooh, ooh. It's and he's got a turn. torch for some reason, Nicolas Cage does? Yeah, oh, he always no. has a torch. Yeah, he's got a point. torch and he's like dusting off things. And you're like, <laughs> that's just the sign that leads to the bathroom, you idiot. <laughs> like, that's not a clue. This is, this is Disney World, man. It says, men. I can't read this. Can you read Braille? <laughs> You idiot, it's right above it. The Freemasons often communicated in Braille. <laughs> On signs outside a bathroom. <laughs> Little known fact. My dad right. was one. Alright, let's further this along. Keep going. <laughs> really? No, this is it. <laughs> this is the whole film. They die and it's a small world. <laughs> it's a small world. They drown and it's over. Right. No, so he, he traps the rock. He traps the rock somewhere and he gets the map. And he finds Ben Franklin like straight chilling in it. It's a small world, but anybody who had, but he can't leave the pool. That's the whole <laughs> problem with the kind of use. If you leave, you turn to dust. Yeah. So he's just chilling in the pool, and he's like, "Please, please, Nicholas, I need you to kill me. I don't have the strength. I can't go on any longer. <laughs> please, please, kill me, please. I've listened to the song four hundred thousand times. I've been counting." <laughs> I wish I hadn't invented electricity. I think I invented, I, I think I invented the kite. I don't even know anymore. <laughs> keys. keys. I the keys. keys. <laughs> but anyway, the ending is just Nicolas Cage having to make this terrible moral choice. Of, um, of letting the world know that... Ben Franklin lives. Um, and he can't, he can't put Ben Franklin down. He's too much of a historian and respecter of, you know... Okay. All, all of the people from early United States, and so he just tells Disney, and they make a park out of right on. <laughs> <laughs> the end. The greatest treasure of all is commercialism. <laughs> thirty second pitch. All right, thirty second pitch. Nicholas Cage gets a postcard from Disney signed by Ben Franklin, saying that he's still alive. Please help. <laughs> Please help. And it sends him. On a journey to discover that Ben Franklin has discovered the fountain of youth, and um, uh, rival corporation, um, we'll just go with the Rock Co. Yeah, <laughs> the Rock Co. has uh, decided that they also want Ben Franklin for their own purposes, and it's a race. He's a race. <laughs> okay, that's gonna be the end of the podcast. Like, all right, anyways, uh, all right. You want to go next? You want to go next? Um, I don't care. Okay, I'll go, I'll go next. Mine's really stupid. I said that it's last week. Than mine. Oh, it's pretty dumb. Um, the Martian Two spelled out T O O, double Damons. So I want to know what you think this movie's about before I tell you. <sighs> okay, if I just had to try and make this an actual movie. Um, at some point, he slipped into a wormhole and duplicated himself. Oh, okay. no, I got a better one. Okay. I have to interject. Okay. Go ahead. That's the all Martian I have. Martian 2, the double Damons. Yeah. So, I know that you guys think Matt Damon's in this, but it's it's Damon Wayans Jr. and Damon Wayans Sr. See, I was going, so I'm going to I'm gonna take your idea, I'm going to take his idea, <laughs> I'm going to mix them, and I'm going to say it's Matt Damon and Damon Wayans. <laughs> And Matt Damon's stuck on Mars with Damon Wayne. Alright. <laughs> <laughs> and and the space crew goes, You gotta take this bullet, Matt! 
We're sending help. It's going to be six months. <laughs> He's like, Great. I don't have enough food for three. We got it. We got it. It's we okay. got you. Oh, you're sending food? No, we got you. We, we reach you. <laughs> He's like growing food out of potatoes. And David Wayne's is like acting out like scenes from movies with him. He's like, put this down. I'm like, it's like harder to survive because Damon Wayne's is on the planet. He just spoofs everything that David does at every point. He finds another probe. Spoofing him. And he, uh, and he transmits to the world a live stream of him making fun of da- Matt Damon the whole time. He's on board. And Matt Damon's like really hates him. Um, I have a turning point for the end, but I want to see where this goes. Before we go. I'm on board, I'm on board for this so hard. To be I'm so what I was thinking time. was like, uh, eventually, like halfway through the film, Matt Damon realizes that there's no Earth law on Mars. <laughs> and he can kill Damon Wayne. But if he does, he has no company. And so it's like a moral dilemma of like, do I punch Damon Wayans like, to death on Mars? It's the planes, trains, and automobiles of our time. Really? <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh, yes. Planes, trains, and what? Uh, rovers. 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 Rovers, oh, rockets. Oh my gosh, that's good. And Damon Wayans. Let's hear the turning point for the end. because That's I, it. I, he, has to, he has to kill okay. Damon Wayans. So he has to kill him. Well, yeah, okay. Wait. I can solve this for you. He has to kill him because... That's two two people is too much weight. To oh my lost. gosh! It makes so much sense. Oh my gosh! Yes. All right. And so it's him fighting with himself because he knows he could take Damon Wayans because now you've seen him in the Born Identity. He's probably done some sort of training. And Damon Wayans has only done comedy training, so he can only get comedy punched. He can only punch comedy wise. He's like, ha ha! With a punchline, and then he's like, how about this punch to the face, Damon? Right. I, I do we even need to expound on this? Because this well, is the most perfect. I think we need to finish ever. the end. We have to get to the ending. All right. Okay. So he the whole time he's like, should I do it or shouldn't I? Should I poison his food? Like, how should I do it? And I think what happens at the end is uh, they're about to get on the spaceship, and he doesn't tell. He's gonna leave him. He doesn't tell Damon Wayne's I'm gonna leave you. And Damon Wayne's goes, hey, I just want to let you know, I've never really had a friend, and it took such a terrible sacrifice, uh, such a terrible uh, tragedy. I'm sorry. That we could become best of friends. And Matt Damon has a change of heart, but only for a second before he kicks him out of the spaceship. And he leaves. <laughs> he just pokes all of his suit and says, Peace. It's just like, no, it's just like a single tear drips down his face as he like front kicks this guy directly out of the spaceship into into the lower atmosphere of Mars. <laughs> That's it. That's how it ends. Also, why did Matt Damon go back? And David David made this joke. The only reason there's a sequel is because he left his phone. <laughs> That's the only reason. 30-second pitch, go. Uh, Matt Damon and Damon Wayans are trapped on Mars for some reason. Um, and it's a comedy drama. I think that might actually be my favorite one. That was, that was a good, good one. All right. That went exactly where it needed to go. <laughs> I had I had a lot of moments where I was like, Did you have the Matt Damon and Damon Wayne things yeah. ahead of time? Yeah. That we, I love that we all think alike. Okay. So I'll just start with my movie then. I'll finish with my movie. My movie is Redistrict 9. <laughs> Redistrict 9? What? Yep. Redistrict. Yep. And so I, 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 I'll, let me just start this off by saying I haven't seen District 9, but I imagine it's about districts. Um, mm-hmm. And so <laughs> my thought process on this is I know that there's aliens involved and I think the aliens, when I, when I read like, you know, the description, I, it was about aliens like being districted. To Africa. Can you define district for me? District is being set up, like put into. Can you define redistrict for me? A redistrict. Okay, so um, hold on, let me get to that because I, I, this is for my plot. Okay. <laughs> okay. So 
uh, the aliens are, are, are put into this community and, and set, and the, like these are their boundaries. It's their district. Mm-hmm. Um, so redistrict nine would be essentially the best way to explain this is that the aliens have integrated into schools mm-hmm. and everywhere. And redistrict nine is aliens redistricting communities to get their kids into good schools. So what you're saying Changing is this is a movie points. about a coach who doesn't see species, he just sees heart, and he brings these like these humans and these prawns or whatever they were called in the film together <laughs> to win the big game. Yes? I just thirty second pitch. Done. Remember we're done. The remember the remember, remember the prawns. <laughs> Stupid. <laughs> Um, I really don't expect anything to come with that, so I'm down for doing 30-second pitch. <laughs> <laughs> that was probably all of the plot we could have come from that one. All right, all right. You have um, another? I want, I want to see if you got another. You got another? I do have another. Are you ready for this? Veto. Go. Veto. Okay, veto. Okay. <laughs> uh, the next one I have is The Dark Knight Rages. Bad okay. Man Begins. And Bad Man? Bad Man. B-A-B. Okay, so let me just start this premise off. Everybody knows Batman's a good guy, right? What if Batman... We talked about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, Batman's, like, essentially kind of a good guy for the most part. What if if, if um, the Dark Knight Rages was... Batman ends up with Alzheimer's um, and forgets who he is. And as he's remembering who he is in and out, like, he just starts losing control and... Starts committing these horrible crimes, like because he remembers defending the crimes, but he forgets if he's good or bad. Okay. And so the Dark Knight Rages is just Bruce Wayne just committing these crimes because he's remembering the crimes that were committed from before. What if, what if, uh, like I'm gonna go all serious on this. What if Scarecrow, like, hit him one too many times with that like scary yeah, juice, and it finally messed him up. And so the only person that can stop him is Alfred. <laughs> okay. Um, but the only skill that Alfred has is table manners. <laughs> <laughs> it's answering doors, and his solution is just to not answer the door. <laughs> what do I do? I have to stop Batman. It's the only way. <laughs> the forks go on the right. I don't know. <laughs> Well, I also had a theory that has nothing to do with the movie, but me and David have talked about this probably 20 times. That you find out later in the future, like all these villains that are there were actually created by Alfred, and Alfred's been behind the whole thing the entire time. So mm. it makes sense. Right? Um, it does. He could have just had the Wayne fortune and so on. Like most of the versions of Alfred play that he's been. Like he was a theater trained, right? A Most lot of them. There are a couple of them where he was like a like British intelligence, which is the way to go with. I think. Yes, but I'm just saying, like, cool. it also makes sense if feels like a combination of the two. Like he did some theater and then he went. Yeah. So, I I think we should just go with Alfred has to stop Batman. <laughs> okay. By any means necessary, and you know how he stops him, right? Oh. A lot of bullets. <laughs> Body armor only lasts so long, so he just empties a clip and Batman's dead. And he's like, well, I knew you never had it to kill me, Bruce. <laughs> you can rob this bank, but you can't stop 45 bullets to the face. <laughs> your mask doesn't cover your chin, you idiot. I <laughs> shot you from so far away, you didn't even see me. <laughs> the worst hero ever. You have a plan for everything, but not me. 
I'm Alfred. I'm the only one who could stop you. <laughs> I love it. I like it. 30 second pitch? Another uh, movie. Veto. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I got. That's all I got today. Just kidding. Uh, okay, so 30 second pitch. Um, Scarecrow hits Batman one too many times with his fear toxin. Fear juice. Fear toxin. If we're going to be can- in canon, it's fear juice. Okay. Um, and Gatorade Batman fear. loses fear loses control and and becomes uh, starts committing crimes. And the only way to stop him is Alfred. Um, because that's the only plan that Batman didn't have a plan for. Uh-huh. That sounds like a good comic. <laughs> I would read the crap out of that. Is Alfred like working with the Oracle and all that stuff, just trying to figure out what his weakness is? Because Batman's gone rogue. That is a gr- what's right this comic. I don't know anything about Batman other than Ooh. he wears black. I think that's sometimes. called fan fiction, and people already do that. Uh, I'm, my fan fiction is better than other people's fan <laughs> fiction. Thank you very much. I did get to read a lot of your Harry Potter fan fiction. Thank you for that. It goes dark places. <laughs> <laughs> It's a kid comes into the school with a gun and ruins Hogwarts. It's like, oh, we never would have thought about who would have guessed a gun would just, you know, it's the solution to all of our problems. Weird. <laughs> Shot Voldemort. <laughs> you, know, you know, the weird thing is susceptible to bullets. He may have drank unicorn blood, but a bullet will kill him. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's, <laughs> I'd like to weed the apology section first by um, just apologizing to my wife who's trapped in a room. Um, about 25 feet from us. and um, You apologize for this for every week. At some point, it's not like, uh, oops, sorry, we did that. It's a habit, Nick. Do we need to talk? <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> um, other than that, I'd like to apologize to Kevin James because we said that um, you were a good actor but maybe a bad person, but I think that's actually reversed. You're probably a bad actor and a good person. Maybe. That's a stretch. <laughs> you might just be a bad actor and a bad person. We're sorry. I- sorry. David, are you sorry for anything? Um, I'm sorry for my movie. movie It was was a good movie. The movie was great. I'm sorry that I pitched two movies that were mediocre today. (laughs) I'm sorry about Nicolas Cage's hair joke. That's what I feel sorry (laughs) about. Well, that's a theory we should actually explore sometime. Have Um, you ever seen his brain and him in the same room? No, of course not. They're the same person. I'd like to thank Josh Catania for the use of his song, The Rise of Baby Lord. Um, and I'd also like to thank our listeners. Yes. Um, yeah. If uh, if you guys have been rating and subscribing, and it's been really awesome, and it's helped us stay up on the charts of new and noteworthy. So if you wouldn't mind, um, you know, spread the word. Send 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 a uh, tweet out or Facebook message or share a page. Hey, um, yeah. Tell your friends about us. Tell your friends about us. We know we're not funny, but we want you to to think that we are. We, funny. we need to be enabled, so we need more likes on our page. But no, if you if we, we really appreciate it. If you wouldn't, if you like the show, you wouldn't mind subscribing, uh, rating, and, and reviewing on on iTunes. It's really where uh, it, it counts for us um, towards getting you know more more listeners, and also just it really makes us feel good to know that you know people enjoy the podcast. So we we do appreciate everybody yes. who's already done this, and if you haven't. And you like it, please um, hit up that page. Hey, yeah. I'd just like to share one of my favorite favorite reviews off the website was uh, by Kate is Girl. She gave us five stars, and her review said, "This podcast is a podcast." Thank oh. you. Yes, Man, Thank you very that's much. probably the kindest words ever because it's been that's questionable. How easy it is. It's been questionable at moments whether or not this is a podcast. <laughs> yeah, so that's reinforcement at its finest. Uh, shout out to John and Allison Breyer. Both rated us. Um, 
shout out to Low Rod Jamboree for um, your rating. Um, Attack Hug, thank you so much. Um, other than that, guys, we just really appreciate you rating us. Um, you can find us online at unpitchablepodcast.com. If you've got suggestions, uh, we may have mentioned this earlier, but it's movies at unpitchablepodcast.com. Yes. Yes. Please send any movie title, whether you think it's too dumb for us to work or not. Trust. I think we've proven trust, that we can work dumb me. movies. Yeah. Trust it. Uh, we know dumb. Leave it up to us <laughs> to decide. We are the authority on dumb. That is legally true. I have it on the wall here in a frame. Uh, also, signed, by a, signed by a judge. And a doctor. Doctor, it's Doctor House, but it was a dentist. So. <laughs> uh, finally, I'd just like to give a, a shout out to Stephen Avery. Keep strong. Back because around. if it's District yeah. Nine Hundred Two One Zero, I'm gonna be so bad. I would be awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Which is cordoned off the Beverly oh, Hills. We gotta put no, that on. No, the, no. We gotta put that on the other. I'll, mention, of, I'll mention it. Okay. I'll mention it when you bring up your okay. District Nine. No, I'm laughing because like I'm just gonna go ahead and say this too because I doubt I'll use it. Drive angry too, drive hangry. <laughs> <laughs> nope, two podcasts in a row. That's why I was like, I can't no, say. No, I it. like it. Do it. <laughs> no, drive angry. <laughs> drive angry. It's just Nicholas Cage. I want a McDouble. <laughs> what do you mean you only served breakfast? I've got three blarts. Uh, I think I caught the blart. I've got some Paul blarts. He said ice. <laughs>